Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome to the sanctuary of Quest Church. I cannot wait to see you guys in just a few minutes in our drive-in service. It's going to be a powerful time. You know, the last time we had that service, we certainly enjoyed it. And I've got a feeling that today God's going to show up in a powerful way as we hit the praise zone. We're turning our parking lot into the praise zone. So be here early, and uh, it's going to be absolutely wonderful. You know, we've been on this series called Stretch, and I had fully intended to close that series out. We've talked about learning patience. We've talked about how to handle pressure. We talked about persevering. And uh, today, as I was in prayer, the Lord really spoke to me and said, you're not done with this yet. So I went back to this idea of stretch. And today, we're not going to talk about patience or perseverance or pressure, but I'm going to introduce to you the subject of purpose and how that relates to the idea of stretching. And as we do this, we're going to look at Exodus chapter 4 and verse number 1. The Bible says, Moses answered, What if they do not believe me or listen to me and say, The Lord did not appear to you? Then the Lord said to him, What is in your hand? A staff, Moses replied. And the Lord said, Throw it on the ground. And Moses threw it on the ground, and it became a snake, and he ran from it. Then the Lord said to him, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. So Moses reached out and took hold of the, of the snake, and it turned back into a staff in his hand. The New American Standard Version reads verse 4 like this, But the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand. Stretch out your hand and grasp it by its tail. So he stretched out his hand and caught it, and it became a staff in his hand. Father, we thank you now for the reading of your word, and we ask you to bless our time together. We ask you to break every generational curse and dismiss any generational spirit that would be diametrically opposed to the motion of our destiny. And we thank you, God, you shall be glorified and people shall be changed in just the next few moments of time, in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. So purpose is a very powerful thing. Uh, someone once said, once you understand your purpose, it eliminates all competition from your life. And that is very true. Purpose answers the question of why. Why do you exist? Why are you here? When David is out on the battlefield with his brothers, he's looking at a giant named Goliath. His brother Eliab comes to him and he says, what are you doing here? And David responds with a question. Is there not a cause or is there not a purpose? In other words, I am here to take this giant out. That is why I am here. And I encourage you today, stop asking the question, how did you get here? And start asking the question, why are you here? Because when you discover why, you discover purpose. And again, purpose is a powerful thing. Purpose is discovered when you discover cause. David said, is there not a cause? I've learned this. I tap into my cause better when I'm in seasons of consecration. Clarity comes to cause when you consecrate your life. Now let's look at Exodus chapter 4. In verse 1, one more time, and look what Moses says. What if they do not believe? 
There's so many questions being asked in this season of sheltering in place or this time of quarantine. You know, quarantine means 40. We've already talked about that. And when you look at the life of Moses, it's divided into three 40-year increments, three 40-year categories where God used him in 40s. Now, you must understand that when Moses asked this question to the Lord, what if, I was thinking this today, there's a lot of questions being asked. When will this be over? What is next or what now? When will it ever be normal again? The pandemic has created problems that we have never imagined. We never thought possible. But here's the great thing about questions. At the root of question is quest. In other words, your curiosity and intrigue puts you on a path to solve problems. Answers usually follow when something is asked. So the Bible says you have not because you ask not. So when Moses says, what if, he's on a quest to understand. And when you look at Exodus chapter 3, you begin to now get clarity concerning the cause of Moses in the earth. Because in Exodus chapter 3, verse 7 and 8, God tells Moses through a burning bush these words. Listen carefully. I have seen the misery of my people. Don't think God has not seen us during this season. He has been watching. He has seen us. Watch this. He said, I've heard them crying. You know, and I pray that's what we've been doing. Crying meaning we've been praying, not complaining, calling out to God. Then he says, I am concerned about what they're going through. And I want you to understand that God is concerned about what we've been going through in this season. And then verse 8 says, I have come down to rescue them. But when you read verse 10 through 12 of Exodus chapter 3, God says, and you the guy I'm going to use. So I'm sending you to rescue my people. Now watch what Moses says. Moses says, who am I? Notice this. He did not say, why me? He just said, who am I? In other words, God, you must know something about me that I don't know about myself. You must see something in me that I don't see in myself. Who am I? Give me some identity. A man will never understand the full potential of his purpose until he knows who he is. So when Moses says, who am I? He's asking God to give him clarity about his purpose in this earth. He said, who am I? God says, watch this. God didn't even even follow up on that question. Here's his answer. When you've done what I told you to do. He didn't say, Moses, you are this or you are from this lineage and this qualifies you for that. Or you're not a great. He didn't say anything like that. He just said, when you do what I told you to do, you're going to worship me. Because really, purpose is all about our identity in him, not who we are. 
It's not your last name that's going to get you through this. It's not your money that's going to get you through this. It's not your status that's going to get you through this. It is knowing that God is in control, and we must do what God told us to do. So when God tells him, when you rescue my people, you will worship. And here's what we must all understand. All deliverance is predicated upon a responsibility that after you are delivered, you will worship. And here's what we must remember. Some of you are wanting to be delivered from this season to go back to work, and that's fine. Some of you are wanting to be delivered and come out of this season so that you can get back to doing your thing. That's fine. But here's what you better not forget. When we come out of this season, we better to remember to worship God. He said, you're going to bring them out, and the first thing you're going to do, Moses, is you're going to worship. So watch what Moses does in chapter 4, verse 1. He asks a question, two words, what if? What if? I was thinking that today. Moses says, what if this doesn't work? And I was thinking, how many pastors are asking, what if church never looks the same? What if the people don't come back? What if the people stop giving? What if the people stop believing? There are so many what ifs in this season. What if? It's not like I thought it would be. God always answers the question, what if, with a question. Moses said, what if? God said, what is? <laughs> I came by to ask you today, what is? God is a very present help in time of trouble. You better locate what is and start, stop asking, what if? What if it's a question of uncertainty? You're not sure. Answer your own question by saying what is. Here's what is. I am saved. My God is sovereign. My God is in control. My God is all loving. My God is everywhere at one time. He's all powerful. He's omniscient. He's omnipresent. He's all knowing. I came to tell you today. If you're asking what if, answer your own question by asking what is. Then the Lord said to him, watch this, verse 2, what is? Moses says, what if? God said, what is in your hand? What is in your hand? <laughs> Moses said, a staff. Now watch this. Don't miss this, folks. God will never ask you for something that you do not have. God will never ask you for anything that you do not have. Michael Todd says it like this, everything you have is everything you need. And that is the truth. Everything you have is everything you need. God did not give him this staff. Many people ask that question, where did Moses get this staff? He already had it when God called him. God didn't put the staff in his hand. He had it in his hand. He already possessed it. Here's what I heard today in prayer. Stop looking for something you do not have before you feel qualified to do what God called you to do. Stop looking for something that you do not have before you feel qualified to do something that God has called you to do. 
We find this question in 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse 2. When there was a widow who had lost her sons and she was in debt and the debtor had come to collect. She was concerned and a prophet shows up. And the prophet said, what would you like me to do for you? And she complained. The prophet's response to her in 2 Kings 4, 2 was this question. What do you have in your house? My God, today. My mind went immediately to us being in our houses. Not leaving our homes unless it's essential, right? And God began to speak to me and said, everything that is essential for your purposes in your house. It's not in somebody else's house. It's not in somebody else's place. It's not in somebody else's possession. What is in your house? Ask that, that question today. And Moses, God asked Moses, what is in your hand? Your hand is always representative of your power, your means. It has to do with direction. When God puts something in your hands, he makes you responsible for it. Yes, sir. I hope you didn't miss that. When God puts it in your hands, he, he's saying to you, you are responsible. So what is in your hands is your means. It's something useful to enjoy a desired end. It means available resources to give you a secured life. <laughs> I talked to you early on about consecration. He said, what is in your hand? Consecration has to do with the hand. So I wrote this down today during this season of quarantine. Watch this. Consecration and sanctification both have to do with separation. Both of them. It means to pull away. Both of them mean to pull away and isolate. Sanctification is when you get things out of your hand. It has to do with purity. Sanctifying is purifying your life. Hallelujah. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? He who has what? Clean hands. We got that because we've been watching them for 20 seconds, right? <laughs> he who has clean hands and a pure heart. Consecration is different than sanctification. It also means to pull away. But it means to pull away to get things not out of your hand, but in your hand. Sanctification gets stuff off your hands. Consecration puts stuff in your hands. It's when you get away with God to get everything back in your hands that belongs to your hands. Sanctification has to do with purity. Consecration has to do with purpose. Whew. I came by today to talk to you about stretch. Stretch for what? Stretch for your purpose again. Fill your hands again with your purpose. Because here's what happens. Verse 3 says, God told him, cast it to the ground. And when he did, it became a serpent. The Lord spoke to me and said, when purpose gets out of your hand, it becomes something I did not intend it to be. It becomes something I did not. When it's not important to you, it becomes something I did not intend it to be. When it was removed from his hand, it turned into a serpent, which means to whisper or to foretell misfortunes. When you lose purpose, you can't hear hope. When you lose purpose, you can't see your future. You begin wondering, and the foretelling has to do with misfortune and events. I hope y'all are hearing me today. When you got purpose in your hand, it gives you clear vision for your future. 
When you let go of your purpose, your, your vision becomes distorted and your destiny becomes disoriented. You get cloudy in your mind. I came by today to tell you, stretch and get your purpose back in your hand. Watch, when it's out of his hand, verse 3 says, he ran from it. Somebody ought to touch your neighbor and tell him, get it back in your hand. Verse 4 says, the Lord said, put forth your hand or stretch forth your hand and catch it. And he stretched forth his hand and he caught it and it became what it was supposed to be. Hmm. It is not for someone else to grab your purpose. That's your responsibility. I thought about the things he had to overcome in order to reach for it. He had to overcome fear before he would take it up again. He had to overcome the experience before he would take it up again. Whew. He had to overcome the unknown before he would take it up again. You have to overcome every obstacle before you will take it up again. The Bible says when he took it, he took it by the tail, which means to cut off. Here's what it means. To cut off everything that is pulling you as a, per, as a person in different directions other than the purpose God has ordained for you to enjoy. When you grab it, it cuts off distractions. When you grab it, it stops delays in your destiny. Watch verse 4. He caught it, which means it was getting away from him. Whew, I hope you all hear that. He caught it. Which means it was, it, boy, if you read the definition of the word stretch, he stretched forth his hand. It means he reached to the fullest extent to get it back in his hand. Some of you are so far away from your purpose, it's going to take a stretch for you to get there. But today in Jesus' name, you're going to stretch. And you're going to get purpose back in your life. When he got it, it became what God intended it to be. Whoo, Lord have mercy. One, two, three, four, five, six times after this, the Bible says God speaks to Moses once he gets it back in his hand, and he says, now stretch forth the rod. He stretches forth the rod, the ocean opens up. He stretches forth the rod, God blesses the people. I came by to tell you, nothing opens up until you get your purpose back in your hand. Nothing changes until you get it back in your hand. But it's going to take some stretching for you to get it there. You're saying what if and God is saying what is. What is in your hand? Get it back in your hand. Because when it's in your hand, you are productive. When it's in your hand, you've got all the means you need to be successful. When you get it back in your hand, you have direction for your destiny. So I speak to you today, stretch. Sometimes that's painful. Anyone will tell you that stretching can be very painful, but stretch through your pain and get your purpose back in your hand. Father, I speak your blessing over these people today that this word would sink deep into the soil of their spirit. I pray, God, that this word would bring forth fruit and fruit that would remain. Bless your people as we stretch today for our purpose in the earth. I thank you that there is success for every person that hears this message. In Jesus' name. Hey, right there where you are, some of you used to serve God at levels of ministry and you're so active in your churches. And as time passed, you let it go and it got away from you. But today you're going to catch it. 
You're going to pick it up again. Jesus is still Lord. He loves you. He's not giving up on you. He is for you. He is not against you. So today, right there, I ask you to just ask the Lord for forgiveness. Come into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. If you're away from God, come home today. You have a Father that loves you. He is ready to restore you. In Jesus' name.